1: at how many fans start showing up so visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner
0: tcl is a proud sponsor of the score north studios join more of the things you love with tcl these two guys have minnesota sports flowing in their veins mackie and judd on score north and scorenorth.com
1: well it's not mackie and judd it's actually It's a trouble time which means chip scoggins my buddy from the star tribune joins us chip scoggins what's going on man What's happening? Uh, a lot, actually. I'm doing good because there's a lot happening, which makes me extremely happy. Considering the alternative of about six months back, so that's right. Uh, let's start. Let's start Vikings wise, my good man. Let's start on the Vikings. Uh, give me your your assessment of of how disappointing you think the seven and nine 2020 uh, season was for the Vikings. And give me your assessment of where you think this franchise is at as far as what the expectations should be for 2021.
0: Uh, I think it's a big disappointment. Um, you know, if you were – let's give it a letter grade, right? Um, a D. Is it a D, probably, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, this is uh, – Absolutely. It was, uh, you know, when they – came into the season, what were they telling us? This is, you know, they're going to keep chugging along and you're coming off of being a Final Four team in the NFC the year before. And um, now some of this stuff was out of their control, obviously with the injuries and opt-outs and those type things. But, um, it, you know, it's hard to feel – it's weird, though, Judd. I'm going to say it's hard to feel good about this season, but then you see Dalvin, you see Justin Jefferson – um there were some definite bright spots um that that were encouraging, obviously. So looking ahead to next year, I think it's a winner else year for this regime, don't you? I mean I don't think I think it definitely is for Mike.
1: Um I think
0: it has to be for the, the GM too. I mean to me they're they're still a package, Judd, and, and and if they don't make the playoff next year, that will be three times in four years. Yep. That they miss the playoffs. I, I I think anything short of that you're gonna see a a, a complete regime change.
1: A, do you think it goes far enough to say that they have to win a playoff game? Because I, I do, I, I think a playoff berth saves them. I'm not positive though. Um, I'm not going to be surprised if, at least internally and very quietly, the edict is that they have to win a, a playoff game.
0: Well, I'll say this. Um, I think getting to the playoffs is a minimum standard, right? Sure. Now, if you get there and you're the last seed and you get beat by thirty, they're going. I, you could see that. You know, just saying, okay, this is not good enough you know um if you're you know i guess it depends on what happens in the playoffs. i think at a very bare minimum they have to get there or they're gonna, you're going to see a, a complete overhaul um but even if they got there and, and they had one of their typical flameouts where they just get hammered um <laughs> I, I think that would be <laughs> i think that would be enough to uh push them and it's So we know the Wills are patient, right? We know they like continuity. They they have a lot of faith and trust in the people they put there. But there has to be some level of patience growing inside there, right? I mean if you're the owners, don't you and 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 I wrote this and I, I felt like when when Zimmer said that thing at the end of his press conference the other day after the game where seven and nine might be the best we could do, I totally felt like that was directed to the owners.
1: Well, and it it what frustrated me about that quote, and I wasn't surprised by it. But what frustrated me about it too, though, was it so flew in the face of what they'd been saying all year yeah, long. No excuses. Yeah, yeah, no excuses were good. I I felt like the the no excuses um narrative pivoted after the Saints game when yeah. Mike started in with I don't have my guys, which by the way is not entirely true. A lot of those guys on defense who failed were your guys. Now, they weren't the starters. I get that. But I felt like that Saints game was such a debacle and was so bad that Mike went from basically saying, no excuses, I can coach this defense up, blah, 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 to, okay, you know what? I've got to have at least a reason here why we get, uh, surrendered, what, 55 points in that game?
0: Do you think it's because it was his defense and that's a his- Pride and joy, and yes. getting embarrassed like that on national t- uh, stage. If that had um, been,
1: if that had been an offensive meltdown like we saw from the defense, Gary Kubiak would have had tire tracks from the bus on his back. Yeah, Mike would have sold Gary yeah. out so hard it would have made our heads spin.
0: Would he ever do that with Kubiak? Though
1: I don't know, I I, I don't know, but he would have, but he, he would have ripped
0: somebody. He would have found someone. It would have been the quarterback, or yeah, I'm guessing it'd be the quarterback probably. Um. So if they lose Kubiak, which I'm guessing you you brought that up to me on this podcast, what a month ago or three weeks ago, where uh, we were talking about Kubiak, and you said if uh, because you you must have had an inclination or gut feeling or I think he might source.
1: be. I think the job. No, I think the job he took. I I think the offensive advisor job was perfect. Mm-hmm. The OC job. He's 59. Health problems. Right. Yeah, that is a done
0: in a long time. And that's
1: a grind. And Mike, look, he he might like Mike personally, but Mike strikes me as the type of boss who would grind you into the ground. Mm -hmm. I said from day one, Gary, if he's the OC, he's going to spend a year doing this and be worn out and he doesn't need it. I'm sure he's got enough, you know, uh, cash in in the bank. He's got the farm, I think, in Texas. Like, does he really need the aggravation?
0: Well, and that's the other thing is like when when you go somewhere and you like, you want to be an advisor or kind of, you know, like a, you know, just a trusted voice, that's a whole lot different than, hey, you got to grind out, be the offense coordinator, and watch film and do all these things. I mean, imagine the work hours that is, uh, and stress level. Oh. um, Yeah. From being an advisor to Stefanski to, now I'm not saying he, you know, parachuted in three, you know, three hours a week, but, um, you're right. He probably just said, "You know what? This was wasn't what I signed up for. Not really what I want to do long term." But don't you think he's going to put a big word in for his son to get it?
1: So here's my guess. My guess is that Gary might agree to stick around and and advise again if Clint gets the job.
0: That that would be my guess too. That would be my that guess. makes some and, sense. And I, I don't. I'm, I'm torn on it. You know, because if if next year is a make or break um for Zimmer. Does he really want to go outside with somebody he doesn't know? And, 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 he, you know, he, he likes the offense. He made that clear. He likes, you know, just the whole scheme and everything they're doing. So why wouldn't you just have somebody on your staff, you know? Um So I, I, if I was going to lay money down, I would put it on, on Clint getting it Yeah, that's what going outside again. I just, I, I can't see Zimmer doing that at this point.
1: Well, and Mike at, at this point too, um, What young potential OC with lots of new ideas, right, Chip? Like I got a lot of new ideas. What? Who's going to take the job? Like that. That's Mike. To me, is is probably in a day to day uh, situation, pretty hands off as far as offensive coaching goes. Yeah. But his his thumbprints or his footprints are all over the mandate right that we run the football and that's what we do i i mean you know god god bless flip DiFilippo filippo never had a chance he, he never had a chance he tried he came here with all of these ideas about kirk and shotgun and we're gonna move the ball and we're gonna pass the ball and his ideas were probably very much suited for these times and he didn't last the whole season. So who's going to like what young up up and coming OC type is going to be like? You know where I'd like to work Minnesota for Mike Zimmer. <laughs>
0: that progressive would that be like an automatic disqualification in a, in the interview process? It's like an assembly line. Young guy comes in there, I got all
1: these great ideas. Here they are. Arr, yep. Next. <laughs> just just drop these great ideas. You're gonna love it. Arr, next. They just drop right through the floor. <laughs> I want to run the ball. There's my guy right yeah. there. How many times? <laughs> All the time. You got Dalvin Cook. As much as Dalvin can run. it. 35. There's my guy. <laughs> More higher. Higher. <laughs> Let's get the touches
0: higher. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's funny. And we talked about this, um, I think, a couple of podcasts ago. Um, and I looked it up. So Cousins was 16th, I believe, in number of pass attempts this year. And like, you know he finally finished. The, the offense was what fourth overall in yards. I think they were eleventh in points. Um, and so it was a good offense. And and you know Zimmer talked about it being the most explosive offense he's ever had. <laughs>
1: because it man, ran all the time. That was <laughs> the biggest bunch of BS.
0: But there's a lot more you can squeeze from this. I feel like you know. I mean, it's like yes. if you took
1: if you took, yeah your column was right.
0: If you took what forty carries. Off of Dalvin and maybe in fifty, and put him on. the uh, It's not like you're asking him to, Kirk, to be the number one. You know, have the most attempts in the league. But if he got in the top ten, I don't think, you know, the empire is not going to crumble if if he uh, if he throws the ball a little bit more, especially because, Judge yet two star wide receivers, yes, and two tight ends that look like they have the potential to be really good. like yes. you know, Conklin, I think is a is a budding, really good player. And I think Irv Smith can, you know, handle himself in the passing. So it'll be interesting to see if there's any kind of shift in that. And and if they come to the realizations <laughs> like, hey, we cannot run Dalvin, you know, 32 times a game. Um,
1: okay. Okay. My breath. I was going to say, breath. place your bet right now. How much are you putting on on the fact that the 2021 Vikings offensive philosophy does shift or morph?
0: A dollar exactly. (laughs) So, okay, here, here it is. What are what is the what is the odds that Dalvin has more carries next year? What are the odds that Kirk has more pass attempts next year? See, I think it has to be. You have to see one come down and one go up. I really do, Um, or I don't think it's going to work. I I mean, can Dalvin do this again?
1: No. In fact, I, I think he. I I think he's going to get hurt. Because basically, after years like this, history tells us McCaffrey, the guys yeah. get hurt. I, I will yeah. be very surprised if Cook plays fifteen games. Mm. I'll be shocked yeah. if he plays sixteen. Because I mean, Chip, they at every turn they wore him down. And the shame of, of the entire thing is they did that. Ultimately, at seven and nine. Yeah, yeah. That's well, the shame and, of this and, for Dalvin.
0: And um. You know, it, and it, after that stretch of what was like four games starting with the Green Bay one where he just, I mean, basically carried the off. The post-bye yeah, week, yes. The post-bye. There were a couple games there, and it might have been, I don't know, Carolina or whoever it was, where he just didn't look right. It was after he took those big hits against Dallas, and then next week he he got lit up pretty good, too, and it's just like he just didn't. But then he had, you know, later in the season, he looked like he had a little burst to him. Um, but But overall you know, you wonder what he what – the, what the effect is going to be when he comes back next year. Yeah, And is is there going to be, you know, hamstring in issues or anything like that? So, um, I don't know. I mean, it'll uh, – to, to think that they can just duplicate, like that was good enough on offense. Yep. Um, I, I just think that's wrong, right? I mean, you have to look at, like, game management in the last – Couple of well, minutes and Justin at,
1: Justin Jefferson on a weekly basis, okay, has to be more involved.
0: Yeah, I agree, but did you listen to Zimmer's uh post, you know, the post-mortem. Press conference on 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 Tuesday at yeah, the postmortem? Did he sound like a guy that was gonna change? Hell no, he's not going to. He
1: said this was really, really explosive off He the said of yes. he you, you would have thought that, that he was Don Bleepin' Coriel in 1983, <laughs> the way he was talking. First of all, all scoring-wise, it is not one, not two. It is the third best, and that's the stat, that ultimately yeah, matters. The little third little- best scoring uh, offense that he's had since he took the job in 2014, okay? So it and was... 11th,
0: 11th in the league, so it's not like they were, you know,
1: top 10 even. Exactly right. Exactly right. So, uh, yeah, no, he does not. But I'm telling you, the problem, too, is this. We are we are probably not after next year. I would bet it would be after Justin Jefferson's third year. If he is used like he has been used uh, as a rookie, which he was marvelous. I give him credit for that. Um, he is going to come to the same conclusion Stefan Diggs did. Which is what are you doing here exactly? Yeah, and I don't blame yeah, and, him.
0: And that's—I agree with you because you look at his catches. I mean, heck, he set records, you know, yards and catches. And so people are like, "Well, why would you complain?" But it almost was like how you got to those numbers—that yep. that were baffling sometimes. Like just you know, not throwing it to him in the first half or getting like two targets. It's like what? He should have like ten in the first half, you know, establish him. And then the, um, so that's that's where I think the frustration comes in. And you know people might think that's nitpicking, but I don't think it is. I mean, I think it's almost like it, there's as much constern, I wrote this there's almost constern, as much consternation with the offense as there was the defense this year.:
1: um, Well, yeah, because the the uh, components offensively were in place, and yeah. they didn't they didn't maximize them. like at least the defense lost people, right? like you knew what the you and know, you knew exactly yeah. right. I, I think we if you watched the Vikings on a weekly basis offensively. I think mm-hmm. I think what you saw was this unbelievable potential. In fact, I will give you a down and distance, okay? In mm-hmm. 2021, in which Justin Jefferson needs to see the ball more, and I will give you exactly how. Alright. Second down and short. Mm-hmm. Second three. Second three, where the Vikings, which is a wide open down and distance. Like, you've got everything at your disposal, right? And mm-hmm. the Vikings run, 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 run. Okay. That's the play, and Kirk can make this throw. And I'm not saying it will, that it won't get picked off, because it will sometimes. But that is the down and the distance on which you need to have Jefferson run that nine route and take your shots. I would
0: say, I think, and I believe I read this, um, weren't they among the top, you know, one or two, three teams in runs on second and short and second and long? Yes, yes. They were so it's like that. Like if you're breaking, if you're picking apart, if you're Zimmer and whoever Kubiak's, whichever, you know, when it is, don't you have to like, look at that stat and say, okay, how can we change that? <laughs> you know, we not how, but No, because the head coach is it. like, I love that stat. Yeah. Second, third, we'll just run down and then we'll get a new fresh set of downs. Um, exactly. Yeah. But that's where you take your chances. So, um, I, yeah, I mean, I, it just felt like they left a lot on the table there, uh, even when they had a good, uh, uh, you know, a, a strong showing offensively. But it's just when you have that kind of talent, you feel like you should be able to get more out of it.
1: Yeah, and, and I, I think the Vikings are deceiving statistically, Chip, because when you look at the cumulative stats, they're pretty damn good. Mm-hmm. But again, the eye test of watching them sure, sure. tells you and me and the fans there's a lot more there. and yeah. And it's frustrating, too. Because it's not like if if the Vikings started to operate offensively like we all believe that they probably should, it's not as if they they would be going outside the box, and you were like, "Oh my God, they're being innovative they be the they'd, chief. right yeah. they'd be doing things that a lot of teams do, and that's yeah. I think that's the frustrating thing because on second and fourteen when you hand the ball to Dalvin, it just yeah. makes you go, "What the hell are you doing?"
0: yeah, 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 I agree um." You bringing Reese
1: back? Okay, he's due about five million. I think three days into the new league year in March, so we'll know very quickly. Yeah, um, I,
0: he was your best offensive lineman.
1: I look to I look to restructure, but here's the problem: is he going to be like, yeah, I will, or bleep you? The one thing is, they cut him, or yeah, I, yeah. or the, no, they basically said, take a pay cut or you're gone, at a time where he had no chance to find a job. Yeah. And he then came back and had a really nice year. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering if he's going to say, hold on a second here. You absolutely screwed me because they did. And now I'm expected uh, to be a good employee.
0: It, it, I, I agree with that. And he actually took like a day or two, right? That He wasn't there. Yes, he, we thought you know, he would. He, but but, here, but yes. here's the thing, Judd. Isn't he the kind of quintessential guy that if that sour cap goes down, Veterans get squeezed, right? Yeah, veterans, that's true. Like in, in 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 his spot, where you think, okay, maybe there's a big pay, to, or like a Eric Wilson, like, is the money going to be there for guys that think they're going to get a a better deal elsewhere? I don't know. It, that that actually might work in the Vikings' favor. That good point. You know, I think teams are going to have to go a lot younger. Don't you think if they, if, if the salary cap goes down like significantly, you're going to see a lot of veterans on the street looking for jobs?
1: Yes. Yes. And it,
0: so yes, that's you true. Know, he might be willing to say, you know what, I know this place. I'll do one more year here before I retire or whatever. Um, and, and just from a practical standpoint, he was their best lineman this year. No, you're right about that. And then what he's do you do in Cleveland, though? Do you keep him at guard?
1: Yes, then I do for sure.
0: And then I,
1: uh, You've got to find a left obvious, guard.
0: Stodger's obviously gone. I mean, he, he's going to be gone. I would be inclined to look at center, too. I would. It is, and I, I know you're not there yet, but I don't know.
1: Hey, in your mind, is Bradbury a bust?
0: Well, I don't know if I'd say bus because he's a starter. I mean, to me, is a, a bus is a guy who you can't put on the field or on the court, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think he's has he lived up to first round expectations. No, I mean, I think <laughs> yeah. he's a good run blocker, but you see too many times where he just gets shoved back into into the backfield, and the you know the pocket just collapsed from inside. So, is that going to get better next year? I mean, just
1: <laughs> it's a problem too.
0: Yeah, it's a real with problem. that quarterback.
1: So, it's a big problem.
0: Now, if he has a, a really good left guard with, or guard beside him, is that will that help? Um, you know, maybe some, but I don't know. I mean, they're not going to. I don't. They're not going to switch gears now at center. I don't think. No, I'd be. I'd be shocked. Oh no, um. no, no, no. I. You're, but but, no, it's, but it's but it's not like uh, reassuring the way he played. I don't think. Um, so they'll probably. If they bring Reeves back, I think they'll just make one, they'll just have one switch uh, along the line, right?
1: Yeah. Hey, what on earth do you think that, as a whole, the Vikings were thinking when they allowed and had Dakota Dozier start 16 games? Like, what What possesses, Mike. what expects to be a competitive team, what the hell would possess them to think? And, and look, he's a backup, which is fine. But I think he started something like four games in 2019. So they saw him play like there was never anything that we saw that to me indicated that if he started, it was going to be fine.
0: I guess my my answer, uh, answer would be like, what were the options and did they have the financial wiggle room to upgrade that? Or were they just like, we have no money? <laughs> that's what yeah. we have to do. You know, I, I don't know. It might be both of those. Uh, or if I just be a complete miscalculation on their part, you know, maybe they just misjudged him.
1: But, but, I mean, he can't. He literally, like, he couldn't do that job. He just can't. No.
0: No. Well, he thought, to me, it was going to be a guard.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, that's the that's a frightening thing.
0: <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, to me, Judd, 100%, no doubt, you got to draw, draw, uh, draft an offensive guard in the first round.
1: Ooh, first round? Mhm. Oh boy. What what's the class like? Do you know?
0: Well, I I'm guessing you're going to get one of the top one or two at where they're picking, you know? I mean, there's going to be more than that going in the first 14 pick, where they picking,
1: 15th. Oh, uh, 14th. Um uh,
0: so you're probably going to get the best guy, you know, I would think. Um that or a three technique.
1: That's yeah. what I I think that's what Mike is going to push yeah, for.
0: I was, I was the three technique. technique. Yeah, I mean, one, it, to me like Their biggest issues are both lines this year. Now, obviously getting Daniel and and Pierce back, in theory, I'll say in theory, I mean, I I worry less about Hunter. I think, you know, I would assume that's not anything of real detriment long-term to his career. Now, Pierce, we have no idea, like, how good he is.
1: Uh, Yeah, but, Chipper, I'm telling you, that Ian Rappaport report from a few months back on Hunter, I think is exactly right. I think he's going to come asking for a huge contract. Well, I don't have a neck that. problem, and that's going to be an issue.
0: Yeah, well, that, that's – but those things get settled, right? I mean, there's there's always
1: – Well, or there's – I
0: mean, that one. But, I mean, you know, even Dalvin, we thought, oh, my God, they're going to let him play it out, and that got solved. I mean, there's no way they're going to let Daniel <laughs> Hunter walk out because they don't want to pay him money, you know?
1: Yeah, I just don't think he's going – I don't think – be, because his contract is so poor – and he has, I think, three years left. I don't think he'll show up for training camp without one.
0: That would not surprise me. You know, what will they ever say? Eh, it's just a tweak. <laughs> it's a
1: tweak. Well, and they'll downplay it,
0: but we got to tweak that contract. Yeah. Uh, so, but I, I, I think. I mean, they're not. You know, there's no way they're going to lose Daniel Hunter because of that. But the other, you know, but okay. So you get him and Pierce back. They need two other starters along there. Correct. correct. I mean. I, you gotta have another new three technique. So I I, I think it'll be defensive tackle or or a uh, offensive guard um, with that first pick. And they're gonna need more corners and linebackers. You know we'll we'll see what happens with their linebackers if you know if they stay at a minimum bar. If he's coming back, he's gonna have to take a massive pay cut. But um, I think I would just move on at this point probably.
1: And bring back uh, Wilson.
0: Yeah, because I don't think I don't, I don't know what kind of I don't think he's going to get as big a deal as he probably thought. No, you, no, I mean, no, no. I don't think there's going to be money there, and I don't think he played well at the end of the season. Yeah, you know when he's like the, you know again he played out in Seattle when he after he first took over for Barr. I mean he was like making splash plays, but he kind of definitely leveled off and didn't play as well down the end of the stretch. So um, the idea that he's going to get some massive contract, I don't I don't see that.
1: So your your corners are uh, Gladney, Dantzler, and I don't know about Hughes. Like, this net oh, thing now. You can't count on him. You can't count on him. Back-to-back years. I, yeah. I'm i concerned about that one.
0: Yeah, I, I think he's your your fourth guy. I think I, what I would try to do is find a veteran corner that gets cut because of the salary cap coming down. You mean like they sh-
1: should have for 2020 like we all <laughs> told them to? <laughs> like we screamed at every time we talked. My yeah. damn dog Stella's like, we they're not signing do a do veteran do that. corner? That's yeah, unbelievable.
0: I, th- I just think because I think teams are going to have to do some – if it, so it, I haven't seen what the latest projections are.
1: 190-ish, I think, now. Down from what? 198.5, I think.
0: So let's say $10 million down. Yeah, that about might 10. Cost, that million. That might cost a veteran his job. You know, that team just say, hey, we can't, there's just no money to pay this guy or whatever. So yep. I bet there's going to be some veterans that were, that could still play. That are more, you know, salary cap casualties and just not very good. So I would try to get a veteran. um yeah. To plug in there, and then you could have Hughes as your fourth guy, you know, and then you know, Hans if he's whoever, back, Boyden. yeah, if he's back, yeah. I mean, I don't know that they're in position just to give up on him completely yet. Do you? I don't like no, no, him, but I don't know. I would just.
1: I'm him. saying I'm concerned about him playing because oh, of the wise. neck.
0: Yeah, well, like that's, it's
1: back to back years with necks in this mm-hmm. league. That's yeah. not good.
0: Well, yeah, I wouldn't cut him. To- no, and he may come to the realization. He's like you know what I'm I'm looking at my long term future. This Correct. isn't worth it. You know, I mean, you start talking about two neck injuries, and that that gets scary. So yeah, I, I I see what you're saying there. Yeah, but but if 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 he's healthy and wants to play, I you know I think you bring him back and just see if he can stay healthy. You know.
1: Yeah, exactly. Hey, so when Zim talks about my guys, right? Like mm-hmm. when I get Hunter back, when I get Kendricks back, when I get my guys back. Uh, how much are you buying that those guys being back, and and for right now, bar two, that those guys being back is simply going to fix this? Because I think it's a very dangerous assumption in this league. Do ever just assume that people coming back is going to fix things?
0: Yeah, I agree. Now, they're obviously going to be better with those guys. I mean, I don't think anybody would say no, right? I mean, you're adding premier players back, but I don't think it's enough to just say we're good on offense. We'll get those guys back. Let's roll. You know, I, I think it's, that's dangerous and it's a little bit too convenient um, to just think that because there's a lot of things like, I think Daniel will be able to pick back up and play how he was playing, but we don't know that. Like these guys are going to be a year older too. Right. I mean, yes, like, and that's another, yes. It, they're a year older. Uh, Pierce. Has been out of football for when he plays his first football game. How many months will it be in since he played his last football game? I mean, that's a year and a half, right? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So, I mean, what kind of shape is he going to be in? Is there rust? Is there, you know, those type of things? So, I, I don't think it's, it, yes, I think it'll be better, but I don't think you can, it's just like going to be a light switch, like, all right, yeah, we're good now. We got everybody back. I mean, yeah. I think that's, I think top five again. Too, yeah. I think that's way too simplistic and convenient to just expect that.
1: Yeah. And I, I don't think so. I, I do think that they're going to come back and be improved. Here's my problem. Yeah. Here's so to play the way that Mike wants to play, and to have a legitimate chance to make a run at a championship chip, I think that you need to be in a position where you don't only come back defensively and play well, but you are, for instance, a top three defense. Like you are lights out. Boy, I don't see him getting there, and that's I mean... exactly the problem. Uh, but and and this is not a slam on the offensive personnel but it is a slam on how they run their schemes Mm -hmm. um i really think if you thought this through that you should spend the next few months seeing that how you could transition this entire franchise to have the offense play a bigger role and by that well i by that I mean, trying to matriculate down the field when you're down <laughs> by 17 points quicker than a basically quarter-eating drive, right? Well, and you, and you I just really don't think Mike can do that. And Mike can't do that. That's a problem.
0: Yeah, that's, I mean, he's not going to reinvent who he is at this point. He's, you know, he's, he's just not. So he he's banking on that the offense is going to be as good, or if not better, next year because you're going to have a, you know, in theory, your line would be better and you're going to have Jefferson and and these tight ends are going to be improved. So I I think he's thinking, okay, we'll be better there and get all, get all my guys back on defense and we're going to be better. Um, I know, but I don't know that that all of a sudden makes you a championship caliber team at all. You know, I mean, I still think there's, you're right. The philosophy part of it. Yeah. And the two minute part of it and the game management part of it, the critical situation part of it. I mean, they just looked so and a lot of that was that was offense time. I mean, that's you know, we're not talking about just having, you know, Chris Jones playing cornerback there. I mean, this is um
1: that drive in Tampa. The yeah. third quarter drive in Tampa where they moved but they, they were down I think, I believe, by seventeen. 17 points, yeah. Yeah, and they moved like they were up by 17. Let's <laughs> eat clock. Why are you eating clock?
0: Yeah, well, because they don't... It's... Yeah, it, that, that that's where, like, the game management stuff, like the two-minute offenses where they just look so discombobulated or let's throw it over the middle for eight yards to the tight ends and we have no tight uh, timeouts. It's like, gosh, come on now.
1: Um, it's not a kick-ass offense, Chip.
0: No, it is not a kick-ass. So I don't know. I mean, I, I do think... Um, I think it's two things. I, I just think it's, in, I think it's way too convenient just to say, okay, Daniel Hunter's going to come riding in on a white horse and save us. Um, I think they have to take a long, hard look at obviously both lines. I think they need to repair and then, um, just philosophy. on stuff. You but
1: know? you're right because I, I think, I think we're on the right track. But then you stop and think, is Mike going to adopt that? And your immediate thought is, no way, he just won't do it.
0: Yeah, I mean, who's the coach? Yeah, and that's not to say he's a bad coach, but it's just like um, you look at some of these innovative offenses that you're seeing now, and then you watch theirs, and you just think, man, they have some just really special skill talent players. I mean, Jefferson's already a star. Dowling's one of the, you know, most dynamic players in the in league. And I think Cousins is an accurate quarterback it, it, who has, you know, obviously has his definite weaknesses, but they can figure out how to accentuate, you know, pull out more of his strengths. Uh, and I think that I really, I, I think those tight ends are gonna be good. I, I think Conklin. I agree. Has a chance to be really good. Um, yes.
1: And Kyle's gone. Be. So yes. Yeah.
0: He'll be gone. And, and, and Thielen still, I mean, heck he had 14 touchdowns. I know. So,
1: um, You're preaching to the choir. You're exactly right. Like
0: there's more to squeeze out of that, you
1: know. If and, if you could get Kirk the proper protection, yes, um, that that offense could be damn good. Chad,
0: if you look at his pre buy and post buy, what do we make of that?
1: Uh it, we make of it back to back years at least of slow starts, which concerns me because he has been bad. Um, and then it's. It's almost like he gets off to these bad starts, and then I don't know if, like, the pressure dissipates or what, because you would think it wouldn't, that it would actually no. increase. But he starts to play looser and plays well. Now, now I will say that, again, having watched every game that they played this year, I will say this. Keep in mind, post-bye week, the first two games back, which was a Packers win in Green Bay and then oh. the win against Detroit here, that um, Kirk Cousins averaged 17 passes per game in those. And and Mike took the keys of the car away. That Falcons game was such a bad performance. Uh, And that became the Dalvin Cook show. So I do think it was interesting that they almost, and it's weird here, uh, they almost restored Cousins' confidence by disabling him for a period of time to to where it was almost like he felt, well, it's Dalvin's show. So if I can contribute, and then he came back strong after that.
0: Do you think his numbers and eye tests tell you the same thing?
1: No. No, and I also don't think, and this this is going to to go down a weird path when I say it because it's hard to quantify, I'm also much more concerned about the way he is wired mentally than his physical skills.
0: In terms of just the the
1: big game pressure stuff yeah, yeah it, well just in terms of his approach his approach as well um and the big game pressures but it's very weird to me that that they basically in, in the two games after the buy showed a lack of confidence in his ability and it mm-hmm. almost helped him like that shouldn't be how <laughs> pro athletes work it's, <laughs> it's a very should, odd dynamic. It should go the other way, uh, yeah. but I, I really think that Kirk. I really think that Kirk is a golly gee type of guy. I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't know that Kirk really has that next gear that I want my quarterback to have. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, Again, it's a weird thing because it's, a, it's, it's a impossible to quantify. The, uh, yeah, you can't
0: quantify. It's I can, the psyche. It's, so, I, yeah, it's it's hard to it's hard to know. But it, it is just weird how you're right. Two just really bad, poor starts, and then fall by when everybody's giving up and you're ready to ship him out, and then he gets hot, and you're like, well, he's not that bad. you know. But you're right, but for the money you're paying, and, and he's not the highest-paid quarterback, so, you know, um, quarterbacks make a lot. But for the, the money he's getting, you know, we should be, like, beyond, eh, it ain't that bad, you know? I mean, it should be way beyond that. So, uh, But he, he's not their biggest issue right now, I don't think.
1: No, Um, their defense definitely is. Yeah.
0: So, but it'll be interesting. There will be 100%, no doubt about it, a ton of pressure on them coming back next year. Because I think they have to know it, right, that it's going to be a winner else here. I mean, you can't just kind of. Yep. And there will be no excuses. You can't use the, you know, injuries and all that. I mean, because you can't have two back-to-back. If they do have a lot of injuries, I don't think people are going to care at that point. You know, like, you know, we did that last year, that could happen any year. Correct. So, so I don't think that's gonna be an excuse anymore. So I, I, I really think it's gonna be you know, it that's gonna be the defining year whether um they go forward with them or, or do a complete change.
1: All right, my good man, the Timberwolves. The Timberwolves? So oh my God. And it's just was <laughs> a fun two game season, wasn't it? <laughs> look. Anyone who does not get Fox Sports North on their streaming uh, service right now is the lucky one, okay? Because mm-hmm. I've watched this team play, and I will say this. Judging them without Cat is impossible, but these performances, yeah. like you are losing to Denver and celebrating the fact that you didn't get blown out. This yeah. is the NBA. <laughs> you shouldn't be celebrating. Like, you shouldn't be like, well, you don't understand, but we are coming yeah. together in in being – uh, in being defeated by 12 points as opposed to 36 points.
0: What was the quote oh. from D-Lo D the other day where we got to learn how to lose, lose before we can lose?
1: Mackey was celebrating that quote. Yeah.
0: I couldn't. I read it. And I had no idea what the hell he was talking about, but um, I don't think I'd want to learn how to lose first. I think I'd want to learn how to win, but um, that's just me.
1: Yeah, uh, I think I, you're right.
0: i, I got to be honest with you, Judd. Game two. They play Utah. They're on fire. They play great. You saw defense was coming around. Cat was blocking shots. You know, Edwards, everybody's contributing. It's like, hey, wait a second. I don't know how good they are, but they're entertaining, and this team might, you know, be more than what we thought. And that feels like season's over now. I mean, what, they lost five in a row, six in a five row? Five in a row. They're, they're, sometimes they're unwatchable again. And, you know, they're clueless again defensively. Oh, they're back to just jacking up threes like it. Yes. I, I call it like when I, when I coach my younger guys, I call it my turn offense. It's just like coming down, I like, all right, my turn. I'm gonna shoot it, no matter no matter what. And you season probably season, yell it's, it's more than turn.
1: Saunders does.
0: Oh, I lose my mind. I go crazy. Um, i like Bobby Knight on the side. Like, Saunders does
1: it. You whip a chair <laughs> right across the court. What are you know, doing? Just like I'm bored.
0: I'm gonna shoot it this time down, no matter what's happening. It's like and they don't pass. No, it's just like dribble down and jack up a three is like this is awful. It's not even It's not an offense. No, it's not an offense. It's Like a fan. it's my turn. It's my turn to shoot. Someone take a shot. Yep. Um yeah and, and I know obviously cats the foundation cornerstone for everything they do but I mean there has to be something else. I mean if he's out you can't just like pack it up and say That's
1: what I was going to say. Yeah, and you get yeah, exactly. You can't just be, be like uh oh, too bad. Yeah, we'll we're see month when he gets back,
0: or whenever he gets back. Um,
1: and so D-Lo I, I to me is it's concerning because I don't
0: there's not a yeah it's it. I mean there are a couple games where you're like he just it looked like hey, you be honest with you I'm going to take shots. Whatever, Jim Pete every, said
1: that exact thing during the Clippers loss. That's oh, yeah, exactly yeah. what Jim Pete said. I mean that's it, what it
0: looked like. It's like I don't care if we win by twenty, lose by twenty. I'm just going to shoot and. Yep. And now, and I don't think he was really gonna be a huge part of their thing, but Rubio looks like he doesn't have any clue like
1: he looks what, he looks old to me,
0: yeah, he looks yeah. old and, he and worn down fit with what they're doing right now, I mean he just looks true. like he's trying to figure out Rubio, I mean he's sitting back to the bench and he's trying to figure out like what his role is, so I mean they're a mess, <laughs>
1: it's an absolute mess, you know, <laughs> it's so true, I shouldn't laugh, but it's, that's the best way to describe they are they're a mess, and I don't know I, I mean. Ryan's such a great guy, and we all agree that he's a great guy, but I don't know if he's the right coach for a team because I don't know if he can can push guys. I, I mean I'm not asking for Tibbs too here, but I yeah. am but but I don't think that you can be buddies with the players and I think that they do need a person who can at least mildly crack down. Um yeah, yeah I just look, I don't I don't expect them to win a ton without Cat. But I also expect the performances to look competent and and to what you said and you're exactly right and this goes back to I believe the column that you wrote before the season started, you know you got to play some defense that's effort yeah
0: well and that's what uh, Ryan I asked him that question that week I was like you know these guys are all saying the thing we're gonna be better defense like what's it gonna take and he said you know defense and integrity and I love that you know yeah you got some you got to have the same integrity on defense as you do on offense and it just ain't there, (laughs) you know? I mean, it's, and, and obviously when you take cat out lineup, it changes dramatically, but, um, you gotta care about it. And too many times it just looks like it's not, you know, a real priority for some of those guys. And so, um, and and that's what you're right. It's like, nobody thought they're going to be good this year. Right. But you just, you want to see more.
1: Well, you want to uh, see. I think, in my opinion, what I'd like to see is is signs of hope. Exactly. Like, oh man, okay, that that's sort of working. They lost, but that's working. And yeah. uh, and without Cat, it's just like it, it's it just looks hopeless.
0: Mm-hmm. And that's where you you would want if dealer wants to be a star and be that kind of you know looked at and that that he figures out a way to kind of you know bring more to the table than what he's doing and galvanize the team if he can. And it's just, you know, he's having these extra sessions with the coaches trying to figure out his role and pick it in a row And it's just, I don't know. It just feels like
1: it's. And that's weird too. <laughs> like how, how was there not a better understanding of what his role was going to be?
0: Well, I think it's, it's all predicated on him and cat playing together. And they played, was it three games or four games together?
1: Yeah. I th- so, uh, they so, so they so played right? three games total. Since the trade,
0: this whole thing was predicated on those two but players, But your either, right?
1: point is 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 absolutely dead on, Chip. I mean, you can't have Cat go out and be like, "Oh, we didn't have a backup plan."
0: Well, yeah, yeah. It's like it all's lost, and you know, check back in a month when he's back, or yeah. I mean, it's, it, you got to be able to. And I, and I know he's a great player, and every team that loses their best player would would struggle. But I mean, this is beyond struggling, you know. And
1: yeah. meanwhile, Tibbs is Knicks. They're off to a solid start, and the Knicks fans love him. Well, I. It, it works in the garden. <laughs> that stuff works out east, man. Knicks fans love it. Yeah, play it's, as ma- uh, play a guy as much as you want, Tibbs. We don't care. We don't care. RJ <laughs> Barrett care. can play the entire game. We don't care. <laughs> oh my gosh! Hey, last thing, go for basketball. Okay, again, gosh. I I need help. I need yeah, I, I need a lot of help, but I need help. On the explanation. Okay. Yeah. How do you look? And first of all, I'll preface this by saying there are no fans. So this is not a, this is not a fan. How do you look so damn good in the three games at the barn? You beat Iowa, which was a really impressive win. Mm -hmm. You, you don't beat, you crush Michigan state who you never beat. And then I I believe they won by a 16 on Sunday against the Buckeyes. Really impressive. All right. Then you go on the road. The Illini beat you by twenty-seven. The Badgers, I think, were up by twenty-plus before you. Twenty-five. Okay, 25. before before the Scrubs came in, and I think got it down to a twelve-point differential by the end. Mm-hmm. And last night, you get drubbed by Michigan. How the hell do you explain the 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 total difference in the scores of those games?
0: It is. Um, well, I will say this: I looked up the stat today, Judd. In the three wins at home, points in the paint, they've given up 68. In the three losses on the road, points in the paint, they've given up 134. So, so twice as much. Now, you faced uh, Coburn, Potter, and the big kids a Dixon um, yes, the freshman. last night, uh, right? who just, yeah.
1: He's a really good player.
0: And Garza had 32 when, when they played Iowa here, so they just struggle against those big powerful guys um they're not physical enough um i think well I, I when i was watching that game i think one i think michigan's the best team in the big 10 um when you look at the way they play defensively
1: mm-hmm.
0: they were all
1: over offense is the questionable goalie. the defense is great
0: their defense is really good they're big long and they yep. get up in you and like even those first like that first half I felt like was fool's gold. The Gophers were hanging around, but I was just like, they are not handling this pressure at all. I mean, they're just it this is not the type of team they're gonna
1: And Carr got he, hot and, and made I think He made two threes two threes and then yeah. disappeared after that.
0: But like that is not a good matchup for Booth Gotch, who just when it's physical, he's just
1: he Your disappears. Your guy Booth Gotch, I got yeah. I don't know he's a big ten player.
0: Yeah, he's he I think he's a big ten player against average the bad teams. <laughs> but when you're, when you're an but when you're facing like like Michigan defense I mean like top 10 teams yeah. you know i think he disappears when it's physical and big and long i just think he's he's not there yet um yeah you know that's tougher game it's tough, you know robins battles but you know he's, there are some huge really good post players in this league and so
1: and he got hurt last night too
0: yeah and they just they just get overwhelmed physically and so um now we'll say this i think michigan's clearly a top 10 team i think they're the best team in the in the big 10 um wisconsin i've seen them up and down you know okay um i mean those were three of the best teams right i, I think you throw sure. in there. so i think they're just probably an average big 10 team judd that you know they'll probably you know like michigan state's not a great team Ohio State, they're a good team i mean they're physical i mean it's not you don't know, ever take a Take it for granted that you're going to be Michigan State. I don't think you just automatically assume it. But um, I just think they're, you know, when 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 the Gophers are playing those really elite teams, I just they're not in that category, you know. And then when they play good teams, but not great teams, I think they're, you know, that's what they are. I think they're probably a good team, but not a great team.
1: And all yeah. I want, Chip Scoggins, is just close road defeats, like lose by eight. Yeah. Well,
0: that's the thing. Not I, twenty-seven.
1: I not twenty-five.
0: The the getting out hustled like that would bug me, you know. And and there was just not a whole lot of resistance defensively last night, where it just seemed like they kind of wilted and like, all right, we ain't winning this one. And then it yes, they, and then, and then they go away. A
1: row and you're down by 35. You know, if you I mean, punch them, they they basically say, okay, we're done.
0: Yeah, I mean, they need they need more toughness for sure. Like I think Carr's tough, and I think Brandon Johnson's tough. Um, but you gotta have more of the two guys. And I think if it if it gets really really physical and scrappy, um it gets teams that are good. Now Michigan I really think Michigan is good. Mm-hmm. Um you, you you just you would like to see more toughness and just uh resistance. Like throw the punch back and it's you know, yes. too often we've seen that just always just kinda caves in on him.
1: So coach, tell me this. How do you get Especially on the road, how do you get Carr more involved offensively when teams when good defensive teams do try and take him away? Because if he's going, he's great, but yeah. it see, but it seems like teams, especially in the three defeats, have done a good job of focusing on him, and then he basically has disappeared.
0: Well, and, and I will go back to the Ohio State game they absolutely were trying to take him out. If you looked at that, that high pick and roll, they were hedging hard on that. And it was a hard double team and he had to swing it. And how many, how many, you know, they made that extra pass. And I think Booth and, and uh, a couple guys, you know, Gabe made a couple down there um, from the corner three where they made that extra pass. And the teams are really trapping him hard off that high pick and roll. And they're trying to get the ball out of his hands. And so, They have to, one, they just got to make shots, too. You know, that's a big thing. But they got to make the extra pass. And I think too often, I don't know if it's panic or when the defense really gets on them and gets hard, There's just a hey, let's just get the shot up. And they're taking bad shots and are just not as patient with their offense. Either not as patient or just not good enough because of the defensive pressure to get good shots in those situations. So that's something they're going to have to figure out because I think you're seeing more and more teams are like, all right, so if we can take Carr out of this equation, they don't have enough. Um, so it's going to be on him to, you know, everybody's got to make that extra pass and, and, uh, you know, they you got to be able to make shots. And too often on the road, they just had some clunkers where they just can't shoot, you know. Um, so it's, it's, uh, you know, I, I I think this is the formula you're going to see the rest of the way, Judd. I mean, I think teams are just going to really. Especially on those high pick and rolls, they're going to really try to get the ball out of his hands.
1: Coach Scoggins, I love it.
0: There you go. Been yeah. teed up? Uh, I have never received a tee. Oh, I'm not that crazy. This is so disappointing. Um, not once. Not I, 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 once. I'd like to see you get one. <laughs> I, My coaching career is done, though. My kids are in high school. I'm I'm done coaching. Oh, are you retired so. now? I'm retired. The whistle retired. Yeah. Oh, this is uh, a, this is sad. I know it was a it was a hard day that day. I'm not gonna lie to you. It was. I love coaching those kids, so it was uh, – but I'm done. I'm just a, a spectator now. Did you
1: come close to getting teed up? Um, come on. You had to You had to get mad at an official once.
0: You know I. I'm sure I – yeah, I definitely did, but um, never were – I don't even know if I've gotten – maybe I've gotten a warning. I don't know. Um, but I don't really – I don't think I really get on the officials too much. Get on my kids. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But not the officials a whole lot. But uh, yeah, never i T. I'm sure I came close, though, over the years. I'm sure I
1: would like to see you get at least one I mean, oh, just that'd for be fun. Great. Just, yeah, just to be, I mean, thrown they...
0: out of the gym. Just that, that parent that just gets thrown out of the gym. You're out of here.
1: Oh, my God. There's always one. They're, they're, oh, yep. Ordinarily, I, I think that probably uh, trends more towards my sport, hockey, than mm-hmm. basketball. But yeah, hockey parents are the greatest, they, they are absolutely oh, oh, certifiable. God, yeah.
0: Hey, before we go, were you, like, pumped for the uh, World
1: Juniors? That was Oh, it was fantastic. Uh, how, how
0: big an upset was that?
1: Give me in. You uh, know what? It, it's not... It, it's an upset, but it's not monumental because I believe that in... I believe that the U.S. has now beaten Canada in the gold medal game of the World Juniors four times.
0: Okay. I thought this was, like, a huge upset.
1: It is an upset, but it's not enormous. It's not something we don't ever And see. the U.S. is damn good, my man. That, that program is really good, but that... That was fun, and here's the thing that I'm most excited about. I'm tempering my excitement a bit because I've gone down this path previously and been disappointed, but that Matt Boldy who Fenton picked yeah. with the 12th pick in 2019, that kid can play, and mm-hmm. he's got size, and he's got skill, and he is not afraid to go to the front of the net. He's got, he's got a body that I, I could see him being on the roster opening night of next, next year, so 2021-22.
0: Did we have this conversation about what eight years ago about Charlie Cole?
1: That's why I'm tempering my expectations. Uh We also probably ha- had the exact same conversation about a guy that starred in the World Juniors when they won gold in Jordan Greenway. That's yeah. what. That's why I'm. De- that's why I'm telling I think you. I wrote that column from the Olympics. <laughs> that column, you just you, you, you probably you just did. Like I wrote it from the Olympics. Hey, look, look, <laughs> my man, you saw Mikhail Granlund play like he was one of the best players in the world. At those games. Yes.
0: And I also saw... And
1: he just got a big a big pay reduction from the Preds to go back. Because as far as a pro goes in this league, he's an okay player at best, I think.
0: And I also saw a little guy named Kirill Kaprizov at the Olympics slide him up. And you saw him again yesterday, right? I did see him, yeah. Didn't you go b- back out practice. and watch him play? Or watch I him practice? I was expecting him just kind of float. When he came out on the ice, I thought he'd be floating. You know, but. just like with smoke coming out. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, he looks. He looks definitely skilled. It'll be
1: fun. I'm ready to call him
0: on that, Jen. I'm Right, my kickoff wild call. I've somebody, always called so. you,
1: Mister Puck. You know that. That's right. I know. Chip Scoggins, Mister Puck. Thanks, dude. Talk to you All next right. week, Chip Scoggins. All right. All right. <laughs> Take care. Bye bye. Kind of it's a trouble.